Welcome to Kibia, the spirit of sauna. Join your hosts, Alan Jalishaw and Alyssa Lansdell, as they explore the history, culture, and lifestyle of sauna. Whether you're a lifelong aficionado and expert like Alan, a relative newbie and budding enthusiast like Alyssa, or just curious to see what all the fuss is about, this is the podcast for you. Sauna is so much more than meets the eye. So breathe deep, get comfortable, and share in the search for the true spirit of sauna. Hello and welcome, Alan. I'm thrilled to be back with you talking about what has fast become my newfound passion and, of course, your favorite topic, sauna. And I don't know about anybody listening, but the first time I stepped into the sauna and a few times after that, I will admit, I felt keenly aware that I was to behave in a certain manner. Like as relaxing as the experience can be, I always felt a little nervous about it. And in the last episode, we talked about the similarities between sauna and church. So I think this is a natural feeling for many of us. Like, what do we do? How do we behave? And so today, Alan, you're going to take us through uh, the etiquette of sauna. Yeah all the way down to your number one rule. And I am dying to know what that one is, but I will wait. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How important is sauna etiquette? I think it's very important. Um, it's like it's like church to Finns. And they actually have a proverb that explains it and, it, and it translates to this. In the sauna, one should conduct themselves as if they were in church. And that pretty much says it, wow. you know, it's pretty much common sense what, what that means. But it's all about respect. It's respect for the people you're having the sauna with. It's a respect for the, the history, the tradition, and the culture of sauna to Finns. And if we could take a page out of that book for North America use, I think we'd go a long way. Yeah, it sounds to me as you're saying this, I'm thinking, well, I've known some people to behave in saunas, not like they would behave in church, but we'll just, yeah. we won't name any names there. <laughs> so, so let's start with the basics. What are the basic rules for sauna? Well, in general, people etiquette? are going into the sauna to relax. So that's not a place to be yelling and screaming, swearing, being loud and boisterous. I think you should be going in there with the frame of mind that I'm, I'm here to bring it down. I'm here to, to relax to decompress. So in order to do that, you really need to, to tone it down. You need to be quieter. You can certainly talk, of course, but be quieter and be respectful of the people around you, especially if you're in a public sauna. So that would be this, the starting point. Um, the second part is the things that you talk about. So in Finland, there's two areas of conversation that you're, you're generally supposed to stay away from. One is religion and one is politics. You can get into a lot of heated mm. discussions on those subjects, so leave, you know, pardon the pun, leave them out, leave so, them out of the yeah, sauna. That's not a place to be talking about things like that. Oh, okay, I guess I can put politics away. It's one of my favorite topics of conversation, but it does tend to bring my blood pressure up, so I, I can see yeah. why. I can see why that's, that's frowned upon. Um, what about, I, I've heard no staring, no swearing. I guess that kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no staring, no swearing. Again, I said, you know, when you're, you're in there, you shouldn't be boisterous and loud. Swearing kind of comes out of that. That's disrespectful to the people, other people in the sauna. So I would try and avoid that at all costs. I certainly do. Mm -hmm. The staring, yeah. if you're used to sauna and you've been doing it for a long time like I have, I don't really think about it. When I see people naked, it, 
it's nothing to me. It's not sexual. It's nothing for me to gawk at or look at. So I don't do it at all, and I'm very aware that I don't. Mm -hmm. But it's important for other people if you're going into a sauna where there is nudity and you're doing it for the first time kind of thing, yeah, don't stare. Okay, yeah. Okay, I want to back up because I, I, just like with drinking, I've never seen nudity in church. Uh, so this is a little where where it is a little bit different, uh, as you say. This is a Finnish tradition. Every ev- almost everybody I would imagine has taken sauna in the nude. I have so many questions about that. I have logistical questions okay. about that. I mean, do we bring a towel? What am I sitting on? Yeah. So if you are nude and everybody's nude, it's a good idea to have a towel to sit on. When I host my sauna, when friends come to my sauna at the cottage or at at the house. I always set out towels for them to sit on. So they can bring their own if they choose, but I always have the towels there. And we generally gravitate to the same seats as we come in and out. So you can leave your towel in the sauna. It's there for you. You're the only one that's going to be sitting on it. And when we're all said and done, then clearly the towel can go in the laundry. Of course, yes. Now, Darren joined us in the last episode, your friend Darren, and and you guys have known each other since the 80s. I neglected to ask when I talked about your rituals, I didn't ask whether you were in the buff, in the altogether, as it were. You're in your birthday suits. from the get-go. And that's uh, when he had his first sauna there, we were all naked, including my grandmother. Oh, my goodness. See, you need to paint that picture for us. How do you, that's, that's really incredible. How do you paint that picture? But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. Actually, but, don't know. Uh, Maybe don't paint the picture. No, perhaps one shouldn't. It's that is, and, and just because culturally, look, I'm, I'm at a loss yeah. for words. That never happens, as you know, Alan. I mean, I'm picturing. I, I had a lot of great family time with my grandparents. I don't know if I could have handled that. But I guess when you're born into it, that's that's just the it, way it is. It's a, it's a very natural state of being. It's just the way it is. And like I said, I've been in the sauna since I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, my parents, my grandparents, you know, any other relatives or friends, we were always naked. It's something I was introduced to very young. And I just, it was, I'm accustomed to it. So as I get older, I have more friends coming up because I can. But one of the things I do is I, I explain to them, I say, look, this is the culture. This is the tradition of how we have sauna here. But if you're not comfortable doing it, please wear a bathing suit. And I will wear a bathing suit as well. So I know okay. the way I prefer Fair it. Enough. I know the way it's normally taken in Finland and around the world. But I don't force that on yeah. people because it's not everybody's comfort zone. Well, this is what occurs to me, that you would have a completely, probably, a completely different approach to nudity uh, versus most North Americans, I would think. I believe there's too much shame and strangeness around there nudity. There is, yeah. Um, it, w- w- yeah, would you agree, I agree then that a lot of your North American friends just have a different yeah, perspective? Yeah, different people do. Um, but the most yeah. important thing to, to note is there is absolutely nothing sexual about being naked in right. a sauna. That That's a con- misconception yeah. that North Americans need to work on. There is a lot of that perception but there again there's nothing to do there's nothing sexual in a sauna just because you're naked okay so let's make that another rule none of that none of the you know none of that funny business as my grandfather would call it no No funny funny business business. (laughs) yeah not to mention it's so (laughs) hot and you know when you're talking about that mental picture just think about how hot it is (laughs) and you're gonna do what Uh, they just don't go together 
and naturally. Yeah, you know? I think an ambulance would be the natural end to that kind <laughs> of an, uh, an experience. So yeah, I will take your word for that. Uh, so are there etiquette rules? You say everybody has their own spot generally, yeah. but are there etiquette rules about who sits where? Is there like a hierarchy? Is there a, how does that work? I wouldn't say there's a hierarchy, but yes, people have their favorite spots. At our cottage, the sound is quite large. The The top bench is quite long. It's about nine feet long. So we can get five people up there easily. But uh, but it's three-tiered, so if you don't like the heat as much as everybody else's at that time, you can sit on a lower bench. But generally, people gravitate towards the top bench. The The lower benches are kind of a bit of a joke we have, when, especially with Darren. I'll use him as an example. If he's at the cottage and we're having a hot sauna and he starts complaining uh, mildly about the heat, I just say to him, well, if you want, you can sit on the lower bench. You know, that's like a it's like a challenge yeah. from a guy, right? You're just challenging. You're basically oh. questioning his manhood by telling him he can right, sit on the lower right. bench because it's cooler down there. <laughs> yeah. And and when you tell me that nine people can fit across that top bench, it brings to mind a question I have always had about sauna and one of the things that makes me a little uncomfortable, and that is a, around personal space. Yes. So I, I, is it different in a public versus a personal it's, sauna? It's I the mean, same. How does that work? You still need, everybody needs yeah. their space. And just because you're in a sauna, you, you still want your space. Uh, in a public sauna, even more so because you don't know the people beside you. But everybody needs their yeah. space. So yes, we can get a lot of people okay. on the top bench. We don't necessarily do that, though. Yeah, we've been practicing social distancing for a while. Uh, all around the world. So maybe not two meters, maybe not six feet, but a, a yeah, foot or two. whatever's right? comfortable, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever doesn't seem weird, I guess. Okay, fair enough. How about showering before the sauna? Is that expected? In some circles it is, for, yeah. for a couple of reasons. One, for hygiene, if you've been out working out or you're sweaty or dirty or whatever, it's the courtesy thing to do is to shower before you go in the sauna. So I agree in that point. It does change the first cycle of your sauna a little bit by being wet or cool or clean. So right. if I'm by myself, I will go into the sauna straight up. I'll just you know take my clothes off and off I go. I won't shower. But certainly if I was with other people or in a public sauna, I would probably do that just for a courtesy. Okay, fair enough. Now... What about men versus women? Do they all go in together? I mean, I guess it depends on, on how much you know people. It does. So if it's a family cottage or a family sauna, you're sharing it with your family. Absolutely. Men, women, children. You can be clothed. You can be naked. Whatever works for you and your family and your friends. In a public setting, it's a little different. I don't think it's very common to have mixed saunas in public with nudity. It's not very common, to be honest. If you go to yeah. Finland, even, yeah. if you go to a public sauna, they will have separate saunas for men and for women. So generally, there's not a lot of mixing of men and women in public saunas in Finland. And in Canada, I'm aware of a couple of public saunas, and the way they do it is they will have what they call family day or family night, where you know men, women, children can go, but everybody has to wear a bathing suit. And then they will yeah. have certain nights that are allocated for men only or women only. And then bathing suits become optional. And on those nights, you'll see a variety of people wearing bathing suits and some not, depending on their comfort level. 
And speaking of comfort level around strangers, I always find it odd if someone strikes up a conversation with me in a public sauna. Uh, am I right to be a little bit put off Yeah, by that? that can be uncomfortable. Um, most people mm-hmm. go there for their own reasons to relax. As much as there is a social aspect, if you don't know the person, it can be kind of odd to have somebody start talking yeah. to you about whatever. You just, I don't like it personally. If I go to a public sauna, I want to be left alone or with the person I've traveled there with to share. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what's really interesting, I, I think I was mentioning this in one of our first episodes, is the, the references we all have in movies and television shows to saunas. And one of the things, you know, whether it's the mafia boss or the, you know, some businessman, there's a lot of business being done in saunas, at least in the world of movies and television. Yes. Is that the case in real yeah, life? Yes, very common in Finland to conduct ah. business in a sauna. And if you go to the Finnish what Parliament, happened? the Prime Minister actually has a private sauna that he can use if he wants to conduct business there. So in North America, you know, if there's a business deal, it's usually done at a golf course or uh, over dinner. In Finland, it's done in the sauna. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And I guess you probably, I don't know who's, who's in, at the better advantage in, in that situation. I think it just cuts <laughs> through all the, the it cuts through all the nonsense, all the posturing and all the, the games and, and, and things. You, you cut right to the chase. You're honest. And the one thing that happens is when you make a deal in a, in a sauna in Finland, it's exceptionally hard for a Finn to go back on his word. It's like, it's, it's ah. like gold. If you make a deal in a sauna, it's gold. And if you changed your mind or changed something, not cool. Not cool at all. Okay. Yeah, so, that's a, so it's 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 almost more binding. It is more binding. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Now we talked a lot when we talked about the ritual of sauna. I'm I'm imagining, you know, this whole experience and now I'm fitting all of these etiquette pieces in. Um, if there's eating, as you talked about, you know, sometimes there's that little snack, mm-hmm. the sausage, what the do you call makara. it? Makara. Makara, yeah. yes. So, so you know, I, I know I am no medical professional, but I'm thinking if there's some food involved, there may be some off-gassing involved. There might w- be. W- what do you do about the, uh, yeah, about the yeah. gas situation? You don't do it. You in don't. A sauna? No. No. No farting. <laughs> you don't. What if you can't help it? Go away. Leave the no sauna. Farting? No farting. It's the only, it's okay. the only rule I have that's a hard rule. No farting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Farting. F- no. No. We're. Farting yeah. could be funny. Keep yeah, going. it could be fun. Whatever. <laughs> it's the yeah, funniest. It, it, yeah. Old men and little kids love to talk about it, right? But in the sauna, <laughs> not true. cool. Not cool at all. Not no. cool. Is there any grace given to children who who off gas? Probably, probably. <laughs> but you know, one of the reasons yeah. why you bring kids into the sauna at a young age is to teach them and show them good behavior so that when they get older, yeah. they, they don't make these mistakes. So, you know. They don't fart in know, the sauna. They'll, they'll, they'll fart once in the sauna and that'll be the last time they ever do that. <laughs> they'll learn pretty quick. If their parents are around, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, and, I, and I'm, I'm imagining that it's just not pleasant. You're in a closed, heated space. Everything about it. That's not going to yeah, be pleasant, yeah, right? Yeah, we yeah. don't need to go yeah, into no, it. I think cool. if you think of all the things. No, we don't, we know, don't, we don't. No. 
Just full stop. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, full stop. I'm sorry. I just apparently I have a fascination with this. Uh, but now I know we do not do that. Um, and, but while we're on the topic of, of children, are they given a little more latitude in terms of etiquette? Or, or as you say, is this a way to kind of get them more disciplined? Yeah, I think they get a little bit of latitude, but there's there's no really those hard rules. There's not a list of things, do this, don't do that. And we talked about using the church as a reference and that's a general guideline and you know it takes a little time but usually kids come around and they yeah. realize okay I can't do that or I shouldn't do that and eventually they get old enough and mature enough to use their own judgment what they should and shouldn't do yeah. and the more time they spend right. it with their family and then when they have kids their family etc and then you're co-mixing everybody's on the same page more or less well, that's good to know. Now, what about, again, I, I go back to these rituals. Is is there s- some person who is supposed to do certain parts of the ritual? Like, I, I wouldn't want to go and offend somebody in their own sauna by, by putting the water on the stones, right. for example. Is, is there something to consider there? Is, there is. Um, every sauna, if it's at someone's home, you have your host. And the host will determine what's going to get done. If they want your help or assistance in something, they'll ask. But generally go with the flow. Let the host of the sound direct what you do or don't do. They'll, they'll tell you. And they'll take pride in it as well as far as what their procedures is or what their rituals are. When it comes to the water on the rocks, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. If you're at someone's home, anybody can put the water on the rocks. But the courtesy thing to do is to ask is to, for those you're in there with, would you like some lulu? Would you like some heat? Would, you know, to make sure you're, you're both ready and you're both comfortable doing it. To put that water on the rocks without asking is, is a faux pas in my world. That's, that's, okay. that's rude. Right. You, it's not something you do. You always ask. Okay. I remember as a child being, just being fascinated by that whole process and doing it all yeah. the time. Nobody ever told me not to. Now I know. There now was know. Uh, one occasion. I was with my uncle. We were at a public sauna, and we were just sitting there really having a good good sweat and a good heat and this gentleman came in it was a a Russian club and he spoke to us in Russian and kind of implied hey is it okay if I if we put some water on the rocks and we went yeah that's fine you know we were ready and that's like I said the courtesy thing to do so he proceeded to take a big ladle full of water and just pour it all over the rocks and just drove the humidity right through the sky it was intense really intense And then after about 30 seconds, he left, left the room. And my uncle and I looked at each other and went, you just broke the cardinal rule of Lulu. You don't pour the water on the rocks and then leave. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to pour the water, you have to, you have to stay there and take it like everybody else. Well, yeah, it's otherwise it's like throwing a grenade in there and then running away. You know, it's a little thing, but it is, (laughs) it's a courtesy thing, so... Okay, and you were saying this was a Russian club. It made me wonder if there are different rules for different countries, different parts of the world. There might be, and this is nothing against Russians at all whatsoever. I really enjoy those saunas, but that particular event stood out in my mind as, well, that was kind of rude, but maybe I'm being judgmental because what I'm used to, that's not done. That's not something you should do, but I'm not going to judge that person. That's just not, in my world, that's not cool. Right, right. Good to know. 
Definitely. And in Germany, are there particular uh, etiquette rules that we, one should be aware of? S- similar. They actually in? have. Yeah. They actually have a thing called a sauna master. So if you go into a public sauna, they have a sauna master who will, in some clubs, will control the water that goes on the rocks, and they also look out for people, right. making sure that people aren't misbehaving. So they're like an attendant or a, a supervisor yeah. of the sauna. The sauna yeah. master, I like And you that. can actually... T- okay, that, that would actually... You can actually take a course to be a sauna master. I don't think it's all that technical or that complicated, but you can actually take a course and be a quote-unquote certified sauna master. I want to sign up for that job. <laughs> I will take that course. <laughs> like, seriously, that's a win-win for me. You get paid to be in a paid sauna. in a sauna, Absolutely. That's right. Actually, that would make me feel, I think, a little more relaxed having a sauna master there so that I could just do yep. my thing and they can uh, they can take care of business. Yep. That's great. Now, you did say there was a number one rule. Is it is it time yet, Alan, for us to hear the number one etiquette rule of sauna or, or is there anything else you wanted to cover yeah, before we get there? there is a, there, this is a, a part of etiquette and it's not so much a rule, but this is something that is very important to Finns. And that is, if you get invited to somebody's sauna, you, you're mm-hmm. expected to take the invitation. Being invited into someone else's personal sauna is a, is a high compliment. This is very complimentary in Finnish culture. For you to refuse that is, a, is on the other side of things, is, is almost insulting. So okay. my suggestion is, is if you are invited into a Finnish sauna, unless you're dying, or unless you have something outrageous reason why you can't, then please accept the invitation. Okay, this is great to know. So if you, let's say, if you are pregnant and can't do it, or you have any other medical condition, yeah. that is really the only yeah, excuse there are certainly some no. valid reasons. But if, it's, if you came out and said, no, I don't feel like it, ooh, oh, no, <laughs> ooh, no, you're, you're going to get face. the stink eye. Yeah, no, not cool. Yeah, your grandma's not going to be happy no, about that. No. So that's right. really important. And a takeoff of that is even when I invite people up to my cottage or invite them over sound, if they're, if they're willing to come over, that's a compliment to me. They don't probably understand that I've complimented them to invite them, but I take it as yeah. a compliment that they've accepted the invitation. Lovely. The, again, it's almost part of the whole ritual yeah. uh, of yeah. this, and making it makes it more holy. Yeah. It almost. Does. Why did that word just come to mind? It's the yeah. appreciation, the respect you give to each other, and I also mm-hmm. the part that really makes me happy is when my friends will either call me up or send me an email or whatever and say, "Hey, Al, I really need to come over for a sauna. When's the sauna up next?" That to me makes me happy because. They appreciate it so much. They don't even have to wait for an invitation. They just say, I'm ready. I need it. I want it. When are we having a sauna next? And for all their reasons. Love it. Love it. So it's not rude in your book anyway for someone to invite themselves. Not at all. I don't know about Finns in general. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's acceptable Mm -hmm. in Finland. But for me, it's highly acceptable. Invite yourself all you want. If you want a sauna, I'll never turn you down. You'll never hear me say, no, not tonight. I'm watching the hockey game. <laughs> if somebody wants sauna, guarantee. You're looking for an excuse to Absolutely. get in there anyway. Which, which also reminds I mean, me, it, if Darren was still with us, he'd agree on this, is at the cottage, any given night that we actually stay overnight, 
I can honestly say we have never not had a sauna. Ah, oh, that's great. So if you come up on a Friday and stay Beautiful. to Sunday, I can guarantee 100% take it to the bank. We will have a sauna on Friday night and we will have a sauna on Saturday night and just accept it. That's what we do there. Amazing. Oh, that, yeah. How could you not? It, again, it becomes a ritual, right. right? If you don't, it would be a strange night right. indeed. Ah, so what do you do? What have you done when someone has broken etiquette rules? I guess, obviously, it's going to be different in a public versus a, a, a right. private sauna. But what does one do? You mostly educate people. And mm-hmm. so I talked about my number one, you know, the farting thing, not to get onto it. It's the kind of thing that if somebody yeah. did it accidentally... In a, in a private sauna that I was hosting, yeah. I would, if they didn't figure it out quickly enough, which most people would go, oh, God, I can't believe I just did that. Then I, I, I merely <laughs> educate them. I will say, we don't do that or I don't recommend. They're not really rules. They're just yeah. these these courtesies, these respectful things. That's how it's all looked at. And it, mm-hmm. that's all I do is I educate them and hopefully next go around, you know, it d- doesn't happen again. But I want people to enjoy the sound of for what it is. I don't want to be burdening them with rules and laws and got to do this and be, that's not, that's not the point. Yeah. It's the same as in church. Again, I'm I'm drawing that comparison. I mean, if you walked in and you had your list handed to you of do's and don'ts, you wouldn't want to go back. Right. And yet we need to be respectful. I suppose that's the, really the common denominator here. What would your grandparents have said was the ultimate etiquette rule? Has that changed? Is it, is it different from yours? They both had their different uh, etiquette rules. For my grandfather, it was absolutely don't wear a bathing suit in the, in the sauna. If he saw somebody, he okay. would actually scold them. It was that important to him. Oh. Which is, I think he should have been a little more accepting and understanding, but he, that's just the way it was. Uh, yeah. My grandmother, well, she was just religious in that that sequence of events it was the the amount of time it took all these things that's just that's the way it was so you had to respect the way grandma wanted the sauna that's that's end of story you know that's the way she wanted it and she ruled the roost that's the way it was going to happen yep and and since we're talking about respect being respectful and really putting on your best face i have to ask you about i keep thinking elf on a shelf but there is a a a sauna elf, which is yes. very similar to our concept of elf on the shelf. Tell me about this, Alan. Yeah, so there is an elf. It's referred to as sauna tantu, and he's a little elf that lives in the sauna, and he makes sure that everybody behaves. He's kind of like a guardian angel, and he makes sure that everybody behaves. And if you don't, if you disrespect and you misbehave, then, you know, it could come back to, to haunt you at some point in time. So it's a great tool for parents to present to their kids, sort of like the tooth fairy or Santa Claus leaving coal in your stocking, is you can't misbehave in the sauna. Or sauna tantu will, will, will do something. And uh, so that's, it's a bit of that fear factor that you instill in your kids to behave. Yeah, so, but yeah, it helps. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Sure, no, no tooting in the sauna, kids. Sauna tantu is gonna gonna come after you. So, th- do you leave cookies out for sauna tantu? You, you don't, but at Christmas time, it's a tradition to leave out some rice pudding for sauna oh. tantu. So, yeah, similar to Santa Claus, there is an offering or a gift at Christmas time, because Christmas is a very important time in sauna world. So that's the time you pay respect to sauna tantu. 
Oh, that is so sweet. So I like this idea, actually. I mean, it's fun and it's funny to talk about, but it, it strikes me that this is a, a nice a visual reminder of behaving properly, yes. whether you're an adult or a child, yeah. anybody. Yeah, it, again, it's yeah. common sense. Be respectful of uh-huh. the people you're sharing the sauna with. Respect your host. Everything else will be super enjoyable. Okay, I feel so much more relaxed. I feel much more equipped to go in and uh, even perhaps in the all together now, uh, I might actually enter a sauna. So thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alyssa. Well, we have talked a lot about how sauna brings people together. And next episode, we are going to focus on community, the idea of sauna and why it brings people together and in what kind of ways. So I hope you join our community next episode as we talk about it. Thanks for listening to Kivia, the spirit of sauna. Please subscribe for additional episodes every two weeks. Take a moment to rate, review, and share the podcast, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kivia Sauna. This podcast is brought to you by Kivia.ca, Canada's premier destination for the sauna community, providing expert advice, quality saunas, custom designs, as well as authentic sauna accessories. Visit us today at Kivia.ca. This has been a Memory Tree production. 